So hello, hello, it's episode 102 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. And today we're talking about how having a break can be part of a consistent movement practice. So we're going to dive into that in just a sec. Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. So hello and how are you? I hope that wherever you are, whenever it is, you are doing great. Welcome to episode 102 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I'm Erica and I just want to start off by saying thank you so much to those of you who've reached out to give me feedback on the last couple of episodes. Uh, Episode 100, for whatever reason, felt like a really vulnerable episode to record and put out into the world. Um, But the feedback has been really, really lovely. And the feedback on episode 101, all about selflessness, has been fantastic as well. And I just honestly love hearing from you. Um, I say it. I think every time, but the the one-sided nature of a podcast means that when you do reach out in uh, my DMs on Instagram or send me an email, uh, it truly makes my day. So please don't hesitate. So what I want to talk about today is consistency and how taking a break can actually be part of a consistent practice. So Let's talk about what consistency is first. If you Google the the definition of consistent, it comes up with a, a definition that says acting or done in the same way over time, especially so as to be fair or accurate. And the main thing there, I think, with that definition is that it's something that happens over time. And This is really important when it comes to our movement practice. So often when we start a yoga practice or we maybe we haven't even started yet, we're sort of looking from the sidelines and thinking maybe that's what I need, you know, Um, and we can dive in two feet all in only to find that that initial passion or that initial drive leaves and we're left, you know, trying to figure out how to fit it in after just a short period of time. So we tend to bring this all or nothing kind of approach with us into our practice. And so that really doesn't fit in with consistency because consistency means that we're doing it kind of for the long haul. And as we've talked about more than once, you know, a a movement practice really has to be a part of our life forever. And so if we want a practice, and it doesn't always have to look the same, like I want to preface that by saying, you know, yes, we need movement to be part of our lives forever if we want to continue moving well and and feeling capable and strong. It doesn't have to look the same though, right? So we can be doing different things. We can be trying different things that will evolve. It will, you know, change and that's okay. Um, But in order for us to feel a sense of consistency, something has to be happening over a period of time. And sometimes the desire for consistency can stop us from even starting because we're like, you know, 
you almost don't get proof of consistency until some time has elapsed. That's kind of the nature of it. Um, and yet when we are kind of put off from starting because of that um, uncertainty, I suppose, it, it's a bit of chasing your tail because, yes, maybe yesterday was the best time to start or six months ago or whatever, but the next best time is now. So that excuse doesn't kind of hold. Um, and we all do it, right? Like I, I do it. I'm trying to paint my house at the moment and I say trying because it's not really happening. And a big part of what stops me from getting back into it is that I just want it all to be done. I don't want to do one room or one wall. I want all of it to be done. And so sometimes that will get in the way of even starting. And it's the same with our movement. We kind of feel and see and sense all the things that we want from it, but because achieving all of that feels far away, and all we know we can do right now is just like one small thing. Sometimes that will stop us from doing anything at all. And yet the reality is it's it's only the small steps that lead us to those bigger outcomes, those consistent um, wins. So sometimes we need to stay, take a step back and realize like that is literally the only way there. So all or nothing doesn't fit with consistency because if we're all or we're nothing, we tend to do it for short periods of time or we might do nothing for, for a consistently long period of time, but it's not what we want. <clears throat> you can only do something for a long time, right? So it can only be consistent if it's practical and sustainable and manageable in the context of your life. And so I'm going to go on two sort of tracks here with this with this episode today. One of them I want to talk about, like, how do we actually create consistency for ourselves? But then, as I sort of mentioned in the intro, how can kind of taking time off be part of being consistent? So let's just start with the, you know, how do we make things consistent to start with? And we might kind of go back and forth a little bit, but in order to be consistent by its very nature, it has to be doable because if it's not doable, we'll stop. And so part of consistency is actually figuring out how to fit these things that we want into our lives in a way that is sustainable, doable, practical, useful, and, you know, so that it actually gets done. And for most of us, that will mean doing less than we think is enough <laughs> um, and being okay with that. Um, <clears throat> what is interesting is that one of the things that can be really helpful when it comes to sort of trying to be more consistent is to like shrink the goal a little bit. You know, if you've sort of said to yourself that you want to be um, doing a, a yoga class, let's say you said you've told yourself you want to do it every day and you're not doing anything. What happens if you drop that goal back to once a week? What happens if you drop that goal back to maybe it's every day, but instead of aiming for 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes, you do it for 10 so sometimes it's it's about winding it back. Now, once we get that kind of like proof or evidence of consistency on the board, this is where the really cool thing happens. When we miss a day, when we miss a week, when it seems like, hang on, when was the last time I did that thing? We don't fall into that all or nothing mindset. We don't instantly drop off thinking, well, that's it. I'm never going to do it again because we've got evidence that we are consistent. And so suddenly it becomes more realistic to us that even if we've taken a break, even if we've 
greatly reduced our practice or things have changed for us or life has gotten in the way in a way that we weren't expecting, getting back to what we wanted or rearranging what we wanted to sort of work in our new circumstances becomes far easier, becomes far more palatable. I talked about this uh, probably quite a lot of episodes ago in terms of, you know, our identity and that when something is aligned with who we see ourselves to be um, or what, you know, who we are under the surface, it becomes much easier to do. And so when we are consistent in our actions, it, it kind of becomes part of who we are. We start to see ourselves as someone who shows up regularly, who shows up with consistency. So I want to give you an example from, from my own life. The last, gosh, I don't know, three, four weeks, I have moved much less than I normally would. Um, I've been walking, but I probably haven't walked as many days as I normally would. I've been doing my my yoga movement, but you know, less than I normally would. Um, I've been lifting weights, but like way less than I would like and way less than I normally would. And that was prompted by being a little bit unwell and kind of hitting a bit of a wall with that. And, you know, it just didn't feel good to do some of those things. The only thing I did was really sort of gentle somatic like movement and teaching. Now, if I had no evidence of being consistent with my movement in the past, probably three, four weeks of less would be enough to make me think that I couldn't do it anymore. But the reality is that I have evidence of my consistency and that evidence has become part of who I believe myself to be. And so I see myself as someone who does do these things with consistency. And so it's not a fearful kind of place to sit in to think, wow, I've really done a lot less over the last four weeks. Instead of looking at that and feeling shame or guilt or frustration or anger or any of those things that tend to come up, I'm able to look at it and go, the circumstances of my life meant that this is how that went down over the last four weeks. And that's okay. One of the things that is sort of really central to this whole process is understanding our why. This is what brings us back. This is what brings us back, whether it's been a day, a month, a year, (laughs) however long it is. And it's the thing that can help get us started too. understanding, like, why is it that we even do that thing that we want to do? Why is it that we want this movement practice? What was it that I got from that consistent practice? That is the thing that's going to draw us back. Not the fact that we said, you know, that we've heard or we've read or we've decided that five sessions a week for 60 minutes at a time is what we should be doing. What brings us back is noticing that, hey, I actually don't feel as good as I would like. I feel better when I'm moving with consistency. That back pain, that hip ache, that shoulder tension has crept back. I don't feel as vital. I don't feel as calm. I notice that I'm getting a little bit more, um, you know, irritable. (laughs) These are all things, right, that I notice in myself. And it's like we start to notice and we're like, oh, yeah, that aligns with the fact that I haven't been as consistent in the last few weeks. But like I said, it doesn't become a guilt, shame spiral. It becomes this thing of just noticing, okay, A, I have evidence that I can do this. B, I know how I want to feel. 
And C, I know that the thing that I want to do is the thing that's going to help lead me in the direction of how I want to feel. And so all of those things together help us to to kind of move back towards the direction that we want to move in. And, you know, a couple of weeks, even a couple of months of doing less or doing different um, or kind of feeling like you've fallen off the wagon doesn't make for, you know, a, a um, what was a consistent practice to just disappear. And this is sort of what I mean by, you know, there's a sense of time off almost being built into the model of consistency because, you know, over a long period of time, you can start to see your consistent patterns and a few days or a week does not, or, you know, whatever the amount of time doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, we're, we're not consistent people um, because we've got this, this evidence And I think that it's almost like we begin to trust our capacity to evolve through the process. We trust our capacity to come back and we trust our capacity to make choices about how we best move in the direction of how we want to feel. Because the reality is that life can be really bloody busy and unpredictable and sometimes Movement isn't our top priority and that's okay. But I think feeling well in ourselves and having the tools to manage how we feel, you know, is always going to come back into our realm of of priorities because it is the thing, it is one of the things that helps us to be and do and have and perform in all of the other ways that we want to. And so it's never going to be off our radar for long. And when we've got this this evidence of consistency, then it becomes easier and easier to come back. And so, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, that's great, Erica, but I haven't yet got the evidence of consistency, I hear you. And what I want to offer is just a couple of, I guess, little tips for how to go from perhaps where you are to feeling that sense of consistency. We sort of talked about them a little bit at the start, um, but let's revisit some of these ideas because maybe you have had evidence of consistency in this area before, but you sort of feel like, no, it doesn't exist anymore. Look at the fact that there are things in your life that you do incredibly consistently. You probably make meals quite a lot. You brush your teeth every day. You might be really good at making your bed every morning. You might be really good at uh, consistently arriving to work on time. You might consistently check Facebook or Instagram. You know, there's all these things that we have evidence for that we do with consistency. And most of them, when you look at them, you probably think, oh, yeah, that's just become a habit. So one of the things to consider if you're sort of trying to build towards this sort of proof of consistency for movement is how can you make it simple? How can you start with less so that you can get some like runs on the board so you can feel that sort of thrill of success, I suppose. So this is where instead of thinking that we need to have an hour or 45 minutes or even half an hour, we say, if I showed up for five minutes, then great. 
right? We keep it simpler. Instead of aiming to do seven days a week, we might say, look, it's going to be five, 10 minutes, three days. These are the days it's going to be. Keep it simple. We might buddy up that new habit with something that we already do. And this is why I love the idea of movement snacks, because we can do those while we boil the kettle. We can do those while we brush our teeth. We can do those while we wait for, you know, the kids to fall asleep or uh, while they're playing at the park or when we take the dog for a walk. All of these opportunities where we're already doing something else that has become a habit and we can kind of just like piggyback this new habit on top. Um, One of the things that, you know, I say time and time again is don't rely on motivation because motivation is truly so fickle. It, we, we seem to think that everybody else is more motivated than us, but anyone that you see doing things with consistency is doing it not from motivation. They're doing it because they're committed to it and they have created a way to make that easier for them. So don't rely on motivation, find something else, understand your why, understand what it is you're moving towards. And this ties back into keeping it simple, because if you understand what you're moving towards, every two minute, five minute, 10 minute block of time that you commit to moving in that direction is five, 10 minutes more than you would do if you chose nothing. And this is a huge, huge mental shift for most of us. You know, we've been sort of told and and demonstrated to that it only counts if you're huffing and puffing and sweating. It only counts if you feel like you're going to vomit at the end. It only counts if you have gotten changed and, and driven to the gym. It's all crap. It's not true. It all counts. Your five minute break while you wait for the kettle and, and brew your tea counts. That time that you spend practicing, you know, a balance while you brush your teeth. It counts. All of these things that help support you and move you in the direction of how you want to feel. It doesn't matter how long they take. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. It doesn't matter about any of that stuff if it's moving you in the direction of how you want to feel. So allowing yourself to to make it simpler so that you start to be consistent with the simplicity. Once we start to be consistent with those small wins, then we can build on them if we feel like we want to or need to. That becomes easier because we've got evidence that we can do it. I think that, you know, accountability can be really helpful. I think that, you know, having a a friend um, who's trying to move in the same direction as you can be really helpful checking in and, and being like, I'm doing this class, please check in with me, make sure I did it. Or I'm just telling you so that I'm, you know, feel like I'm accountable for this, Um, putting it in your diary, um, making it harder for yourself to say no. I had a really lovely um, message come through in my members group. So you might know that I run an online studio, an online mindful movement studio, and it's live stream classes and it's also like a recorded library. And one of my members kind of sent me a, a, a note in our private Facebook group and said that, you know, she she kind of had been putting off doing this movement, putting it off, putting it off and we'd kind of had a bit of a chat um, and I'd given her some, some direction of some, some classes she might want to try. One of them was quite long. One of them was 50 minutes and she chose to put that one on. But the thing that I loved that she did was she said, I, I told myself I was only going to do 20 minutes of it, but it felt so good that I did all 50. And 
this is one of those ways that we can make it more palatable. We can make it simpler. Aim for five minutes, aim for 10, aim for whatever it is that feels doable for you. Maybe you only do the 10. That's a win. That is so good. But maybe you do more. Maybe you start to notice how it makes you feel and you just keep going. But when we, if, if that person had set out and said, well, I can't do this because it's 50 minutes and I'm, and I believe I don't have the time, then she wouldn't have done anything. And something is always going to be better than nothing. And this particular, um, person, her message was just so beautiful. And, you know, she was so thrilled with how she felt and she was so thrilled with the impact that had on her day. Um, and this is the thing. And then once we start to sort of feel that and see that and get those sort of wins on the board, that is what keeps us coming back for more. It's not the fact that we feel guilty if we don't show up. It's the fact that we feel better when we do. And that drives us towards doing it again and doing it again and doing it again. So I don't know. We've, we've wandered a little bit um, from this idea of like breaks, not necessarily meaning that you aren't, you know, you're not consistent. Being consistent for a period of time makes those breaks or those pauses or those doing less than periods mean less they mean less because we know that we can kind of move back in the direction of what we what we want when the time is right. So I hope that you find a way, even just a small way this week to create a little bit of that consistency for yourself. Keep it simple. You know, can you consistently uh, do one small thing that moves you in the direction of how it is that you want to feel? we got to break down all of those beliefs that hold us back from doing something when we believe that, you know, we, we truly seem to believe that it has to be all or nothing. Um, something is always better than nothing and it is okay to do less. So some food for thought for you this week. I would love to know what you think, how that lands, how you're going to do this for yourself, how you're going to kind of put that small step into play for yourself. Um, there is no magic formula, really. Unfortunately, there is no magic bullet. Uh, it's just choosing to show up time after time after time. But that becomes easier when we make it easier. All right, I'm going to leave it there. I hope you have an awesome week ahead. Keep remembering to be kind to that beautiful self of yours. And I will look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, maybe share it with a friend who would love it too. And I'd also be so grateful if you'd take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It makes such a difference to get that feedback. And if you're over on social media, why not come and find me? You'll find me at Erica Web Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And over on my website, you'll find access to some free resources, including free classes that will help you to move well, feel well, and most importantly, move with kindness. Over there, you'll also find more information about joining me inside the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, which is my home of kind movement, yoga, Pilates, and somatics to help you move well, feel well, and all with kindness. Until next time, I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you again soon.